Murphy from Mr. Taylor. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to The Collective, where we are finally done with some of the audio issues. And uh, I just wanted to say, uh, Corey, Welcome back to the show. Welcome to my basement. I know you're in another room here, but uh, I do really appreciate you being here, man. Good to see you. Well, I appreciate the hospitality, getting me off base for one and pick me up with a Tim Hortons coffee. Couldn't be more Canadian or military. So thanks for the extract. Anytime. I am happy to help. Now, um, today we wanted to, I want to talk to you about uh, the course that you've been on, the the time that you've been on, uh, time you've been out here and all that good stuff but before I do that I just want to remind everybody to like the show hit the subscribe button hit the notification bell and uh, join us every day as we do these chats now uh, you and I were chatting personally before uh, before you left for the field before I went camping and all that stuff and then you came back yesterday and we were chatting this morning about some of the epiphanies that you've had over the last little while so why don't you give us a little 30 to 45 second blurb on who you are again, because it's been a little while, but uh, after that, we'll dive right into your experience on course and all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So for those checking in for the first time, my name's Corey Hatt, also Lieutenant Hatt in the military. I've been in 21 years and uh, deployed two tours to Afghanistan. In between that, I had a private security contract where I ran a company called Core Solution in Barbados. And uh, I've done some course in the military that allowed me to exploit the utilizations of executive protection on the private side. And uh, I've gone on a tactical team for six years and moved up through to different positions all the way up to senior scientist slash engineer working for a nuclear facility, developing emergency preparedness scenarios, drills and exercises. And then commissioned just recently from platoon warrant to uh, platoon commander, now OPSO. And that's brought, what brought me to Edmonton was to complete my officer training. So I spent the last six weeks basically learning the ins and outs and administration and doctrine of what's required for a military police officer. Although I've had some experience on the non-commissioned side, this was definitely a brain squeeze. So I've just got out in the field 48 hours ago and spent the last two weeks doing 18 hour shifts in the CP, learning a lot about myself. And with my course mates, we both developed and uh, harnessed both our strengths and focus on our weaknesses together as a team and come out stronger for it. It was really fantastic to see not only ourselves grow, but the other course that was in conjunction with what we were doing, we had a new stream of SQ candidates go into their QL3, which is their trades training, and come out fully qualified with their Red Berets. And being a part of that as an officer on parade was definitely unique for drill and other perspectives, watching uh, essentially two young candidates go from working on confidence, just hoping to pass to becoming top candidates. I peer voted one of my members in and really worked with them that I hope will be a future person that'll speak on the collective. And I'd love to hear their experience from the course and, and also where the future of the military is going from their perspective, because on my ripe old age of 41 years, I've seen some changes. And although there's different perspectives on where people think the military is, I have come out with a very positive overall opinion. I feel there could be more budget spent on things like ammunition, extension of training, but where things are going, uh, the technological advantages we're using, live battle tracking has been really unique and exceptional in terms of what training value has been provided to us. And for me, just an overall confidence boost. I'm still in it, getting after it, but the recovery is a little bit slower, as you can tell, in the delay that I have in formulating cohesive thoughts as I'm still figuring out where the sore spots on my body are coming from, either from a bear pit or from just getting after it in the CP. And well, let's, let's get into that in a second before we get too, too deep and let you run off there. Um, so you've just finished this course. You uh, The one thing that I really want to talk about before 
before I actually dive into all these questions though, Sean, anything you want to ask, uh, Corey? Yeah. What's the topic? <laughs> the topic <laughs> today, today was going to be this, uh, this course and he's made, uh, uh, some, uh, epiphanies while he was gone. So let's dive into the overall topic then was the fact that you came looking, you came to this course kind of as a thought that it was going to be a bit of a vacation. It's going to be the ability for you to, uh, relax, work out, hang out and chill, um, while doing some administrative coursework, but it turned into a lot more than that. So let's talk about that side of it. And then we can get into some of the epiphanies you've made on the course itself. Yeah. So exactly. My understanding was, uh, is going to be a four week course intensive on the administrative side, but with an eight to four kind of mindset where you'd get some free time at night to work out similar to how I'd experienced being on base last when I did my last workup, which was quite the opposite. What they did instead was basically formulate an adult learning style environment where everything was distilled. It was distilled down to the essential essence of the basics of what's required. They threw out all the fat that takes a lot of time to go around explaining. So we'd have lectures that should have taken like the better part of four periods to do distilled into like a half an hour, like the basics of exactly what you need to know, why, then they threw a bunch of extra stuff. So think of like a blender and just taking out all the stuff that's the fat or unnecessary, then adding a bunch of extra stuff in. So for those on the military side of things, if they're listening, think of it like an ATOC light blended with a cap. So you have that elements of like your basic training of an officer with advanced training going all the way up to like a division level set of orders, breaking it down, distilling it, rewriting it, formulating and presenting it all while you're in your first week of where like, I was expecting time off. I was given homework instead till like midnight on top of extra assignments and then waking up super early to continue on with the, the tempo that was just it was a hit the ground running kind of thing. And what they did in advance was they set us up with two weekends of distance learning where we spent our whole weekend going through a lot of law and legal procedural guidance, different things that uh, we had to be familiar with before we started familiarizing with looking things up to help us familiarize. And uh, it certainly was beneficial, but the uniqueness of this was that there's only three candidates. There's originally supposed to be six. So being such a small group, we were able to work directly with the CO of our unit in one MP and uh, our course officer. while well, we watched them do their jobs, manage another course and teach us and mentor us. So it was really a professional adult learning kind of environment. And where the military seems to be going, it's less grounding people down and grinding them, telling them they're worthless to the opposite, building them up professionally, working on each other, other's strengths and weaknesses, asking for active feedback through the whole thing, but a very positive development. So I think this is kind of the way of the future of training. And I see this not only in the officer level, like we're kind of at a senior level course because it's preparing me for my captains and then eventually to do my AOC and ATOC for majors, but the overall environment was super positive with the elements of stress of all the additional work we had to do each night. So what about the, um, we were talking more lessons learned <laughs> in terms of like, I'm not so much interested in the, um, you know, how the, the course was run specifically, but the, the lessons that you've taken from it in terms of your personal development, in terms of your leadership, in terms of all of these things that, uh, are almost intangible. Yeah. Uh, for me, my big takeaways were things I already knew, but were exploited in the field under pressure and the stress of the fog of war in terms of the need and importance of paying attention to detail, distilling things down to the essence of what's required for the troops, valuing their time. So for time appreciation, I was able to realize the things I really need to develop are uh, attention to detail, formulating clear, cohesive thoughts instead of just rambling on and on after, you know, four hours of sleep in the last three days, really nailing things down and and developing that 
kind of battle tracking mindset to keep cohesiveness going while multi-tracking what's going on in the current situation, thinking what has, has to happen in the next two bounds. And just basically the overall mindset of like, when you have something that needs improvement, or even if you nail it really well, there's always that mindset of doing better. So that became our slogan through the course is just do better. If you miss something or there's a step that wasn't quite taken in your orders format, the approach was to do better, always push each other, help each other out, be constantly looking for work. And in the leadership perspective, the competence was built up to match the confidence. I think I've always had a level of cockiness about me. And maybe there was a peg or two taken down when we came to really grind through having to do your mission estimate analysis and formulate orders within the span of less than 24 hours. There's that, I guess, step you're learning about yourself as you go through when you're applying experience to what's the theory and going through it. We came together as a team, worked on each other's strengths, and it was really a cool experience to see how different strengths from others kind of picked each other up together and we grew as a team. For me, it was a huge confidence leap. I guess I went from being an officer that kind of felt a little bit like an imposter syndrome when I came from the platoon warrant spot. I knew very competently how to handle a platoon, but to go up to like a brigade level and understand how things operate was a definite stretch in uh, development on my abilities and understanding. So really came out with a lot of solid understanding from doctrinally how to operate in the field and just the overall mechanisms of war. Yeah. Any thoughts, Sean, so far? Yeah, we're 12 minutes in and I'm still 11 minutes in the past wondering if they took away your compass the moment that they gave you your uh, officer <laughs> bars. I'm still still competently able to navigate. What's really interesting well, is... Well, no, that's that's what you think. That's what you think as an officer, but who took your compass yeah. away from you is what I want to know. You know, what's funny is the, uh, things don't change. There's still the jokes and practicalities of, uh, the esprit de corps. So I went out to visit the troops, deliver a set of orders for a basic thing, like a shower run and the shenanigans continue. I, uh, left my vehicle for maybe 20 minutes When I came back. Somebody had like thrown the, uh, windshield wipers on the lights, the sirens were all going. So as soon as I started it, it was just like lights and everything. And you could see them all watching and waiting and just laughing. And uh, the jokes continued. So like when they're, when your troops are playing tricks like that on you and they're very open and honest about what they're facing, that's a good sign. It shows camaraderie at a level where there's an openness and discussion. When you're doing things with them, it builds uh, respect you don't expect them to do anything that you wouldn't do yourself. So filling in trenches, you know, <laughs> was, uh, you know, kind of like a tribute to the past of where I'd come from, from ISQ. It was fun to bond with these new soldiers in the future and also see where things are technologically. We're using a system called Battle Track, where we could see live on our maps where different call signs were moving, the speeds they're going at, the communication. And they're even enhancing that to the point where you can pull up live video to see what they're up to. So there's definitely been a lot of improvements technologically and in the way the future is going to continue to expand. And, and there's been changes to where courses are really distilled down to the bare essence and they're building up from that. So there's been a lot of condensation of how things used to be two months. There's, there's been a compression of things, but the professionalism still continues and, the drive is there, which is good. It's good to yeah. see young soldiers getting after it. Now, you and I were talking um, off camera, obviously beforehand, but you know, we were discussing how coming into this, you expected that it was going to be a bit of a uh, almost not really a throwaway course, but you know, time for you to relax and uh, reconstitute your your mind a little bit. Um, due to the fact that you had uh, some losses, some friends and things like that, that you had to, to manage, you got, you got a really busy schedule. Um, we were kind of discussing about how the fact that it wasn't what you expected actually turned out better for you. 
than not? Yeah. Am I, am I, I mean, down for us? I think a lot of people like myself going through the things we've been through face issues that we deal with on a daily basis, whether it be anxiety, depression, suicidal tendencies. There's a lot of things that can get our heads and complicate things. And oddly enough, to quiet things in your mind, sometimes you need to be put through the grinder and uh, kind of just forge back into what made you who you were. And I found when I first started this course, I was going through an issue before I'd even headed over and dealing with the loss of a friend recently really added to basically just uh, some compounding issues that I've had. And certainly it was sad coming back to that spot where we basically deployed, prepared to deploy together in my last tour and were roommates. And it was on my thoughts a lot and top of other things. At a certain point, all that kind of just faded away when there was just a point of constant chaos where you had to quiet the mind and just focus on the task at hand. It got so busy and so intense that all that stuff sort of melted away. And what was left was a calmness and confidence of just being able to competently do the job and execute with a high level of precision melted all the other issues away. In fact, some might argue that putting oneself through such a high stress and level of tempo isn't a good thing. I would counter and say it is. It was the opposite. I had a very positive effect and came out more calmer and confident after the fact. And halfway through, I'd realized that as I was going and continuing to develop and just excelling from one test to the other, that it actually was very beneficial. It ended up being kind of the vacation that I needed. It wasn't what I'd wanted or expected. In fact, physically, I'm probably not in any better shape than when I started, but mentally there's a reset and a competence there and appreciation for really what the military is all about. And it's about the family, the ethos of when you put on the uniform, serving your country, protecting one another, putting one's the team essentially before oneself, but also the importance of looking after yourself in order to continue the mission. And that really got reinforced after about 18 hours in the CP trying to figure out when the last time was that you ate, how hydrated you were, how hydrated your teammates were watching them fade and keeping on top of each other. It really kind of reminds oneself of why we set out to do what we do, why there's things like the collective where we look out for each other, build each other up and we're just basically out there looking to help and the benefits and uh, you know satisfaction you get from when you see somebody that's been struggling really come out of their shell become confident get that inner voice that command presence developed and you work on each other that satisfaction of watching them excel past where they thought they could be is a huge reward for me that's like a a tertiary benefit to doing these things and you feel very proud watching those troops on parade and the people you worked your ass off together with just be awesome do better any questions sean so far yeah i've been listening trying to form a pattern i'm a pattern guy i've been trying to understand all of the things that you've said pal uh to to form a pattern and understand why you're a different person now than uh, before you deployed onto the course. And uh, maybe I'm off base, but here's my thought. You've always struck me as a guy who understands what it means to be a team player. You've always been a guy who struck me as a guy who tries to gather people together and work as a team. So I don't think the realizations that you had on the course made you a better team player, per se. I've always considered you as one of the strongest team-oriented guys I know. However, I think maybe a missing aspect to uh, what's formulated a change for you, perhaps, is out here in the digital world, if you stay in the digital world a long, long, long time, building teams in a digital space, sometimes you forget the physical world or the hardships of the physical world, the hardships of forcing or 
forcing yourself or others to do hard things and learning the hard physical lessons of a, a, a physical team. And so um, it's, it's fun to watch a digital space grow as a team, but it's, it's almost an intangible thing. It's, it's a digital thing. It doesn't have any presence per se that you can reach out and touch. But when you're in the mud and dirt and sweat, blood and tears, things become a whole lot more real and you can be reminded of what a, a team actually is. And you can be reminded of how hard it is to create a good team, but then you're also reminded of the benefits of creating a good physical team. You get to see that young guy show up and, and not know too much, but at the end of the course, be the top candidate. All of these physical aspects that sometimes we, um, we forget about, the joyful outcomes in the physical world that we don't truly get to experience in the digital world, that's what it sounds to me like you just went through a physical application of the digital stuff that you've been doing for the last couple of years, at least to my eye. And it's been a good connection between the two or a good realization that maybe not that you can do more, but that you just kind of forgot why or how you were doing it or something like that. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's both partly application, all that stuff is obvious, but also reminding me how much I miss just being there in person, getting after it. And we all know how the benefits of rucking can both calm the mind and the body. But until you actually do it, it's easy to forget just how important it is to continue after it. Just like jujitsu. When uh, I came across this bear pit by accident, there was a bit of a shock. And then I was asked to join. I jumped on it. I realized how out of shape I'd become just sitting in the CP and then applying those foundations as I'm getting tumbled and then rolling back into position of advantage was part of both a part and parcel of the building camaraderie, but understanding that theoretical has a place until you actually apply things. And once you've been hit with the actual punch in the face of what's combat or operations and ongoing, and you actually apply it, uh, it's really easy to lose perspective of things. So we all know it's important until you're actually still doing it and reapplying it. It's that reminder that, uh, yeah, it's important to build those social networks, those connections, continue to apply it. And although virtually is a great benefit, it's a, uh, a tool to have that helps us connect abroad where we can't generally get together. Being in person, there's really no other way or substitute for it. It's a good to have that opportunity to discuss, but Without an actual physical thing like Operation Pegasus Jump, we're just talking about getting out of planes, getting after it, getting people to do it. But when you get to see, you know, the Sean Taylors in person, the chances and, and have that coffee that's been perfectly roasted or getting yourself out of the aircraft and applying those things, it's just, it's easy to forget and lose perspective. Like when I'm in my own bubble, I get comfortable. I'm comfortable at shows talking to people in my sphere when I get ripped out of there and dropped in like a fob in the middle of nowhere and operating out of my backpack again with a team I don't know a lot about, but we're still on the same mission. It takes that time to really apply things. And it's like a refinement. It's the same of what we already know and are doing, but just a slight turning of the screw and a refining of the process and understanding and the experience that we have. Yeah. Uh, we got a quick comment from Dave. Congrats, Corey. Keep leading by example, inspiring those around you. Absolutely, Dave. Now, the one thing that I wanted to touch on there that you had mentioned was the fact that uh, both you and Sean had mentioned was the fact that, you know, the real world is real and the digital world is digital and that it is very easy to forget the, the difference between those because, I mean, just over the last five days of me trying to figure a digital world out in a physical one and having all sorts of problems, it's uh, it's easy to forget how well you've set yourself up. Like you can put yourself, like you said, into that bubble and be comfortable there without realizing how comfortable you actually are and thinking that, oh, well, you know, this is really challenging, but is it really challenging or is it just like 
mentally challenging? Is it digitally challenging? Is it what type of challenging it is? What type of challenging is it kind of deal? Um, any other thoughts, Sean, on anything I, Corey I said do. so far? Yeah. I do. Um, so Corey, you have, um, you've learned some things through the, in the physical world, we'll call it. And just as Dave Kerbin has mentioned, you are a fantastic leader in the digital space and as a dude, you know, like I'm sure Dave is, is a big fan of shaking your hand, et cetera, uh, just as am I. Uh, however, you've just come through a process and before you went out on the process, you ran your program, your digital program a certain way. And I, I love what you guys are doing uh, over at Mad Hatter Industries, of course, I'm a big fan, uh, except for the nerdy motorcycle stuff. I mean, that's whatever. But uh, the now that you've just come through this process and you've got some recalibrated moments or you're reconnected to life in a in a way that you haven't been for a little while, perhaps, what are you going to do differently? What are you going to take back into the Mad Hatter Industries world that uh, you're going to incorporate into the digital space now? Well, you'll probably see less of me, to be honest. I'm going to spend more time. Dude, both we already with don't see enough of you. What the hell? Like, I mean, when you less, do, though, it'll be less more quality. Yeah. We spent a month offline, essentially. The wife's been managing things with the rest of her team and Fanny. And they run, they ran an event super successfully. What I realized is the benefit of having a team and not doing everything on your own, the importance of asking for help when you need help. But prioritizing, I probably spent way too much time online doing everything myself. And what's going to change is a transformation of putting other people in the right place with the company doing the right things. We got Dave watching online. He's got an amazing podcast that's being developed that we're going to continue to work with. And he's also got a Ruck event coming up. But I also got the kick in the ass I needed to push myself towards my next challenge which is going to be applying for CP next year. So I have both mental and physical things that I need to work on to prepare for that. And uh, the confidence is there. I just need to work on a few things like attention to detail. Physical fitness aspect is going to be always a continuous thing that it's an ever evolving, you know, S curve. It goes up and down, but there's a steady state and never has it been even more important to remind me of the both fraternity of martial arts and importance in practical application in the field and towards one's mental acuity, applying things via stress while getting strangled or put through the ringer to actively think what the priorities are and where your next move should be. So it's, it's very validating, but there's some work I got to do and we're going to apply things at a higher level, ready to move up to the next level. And we'll be bringing on more of the team to help with that. And so with, with that said, uh, have you started to visualize the next level? Do you know what that looks like for you? Because that's a, that's a quaint statement that I say myself, sometimes I'm just going to move it up to the next level. And sometimes I don't even know what the next level looks like, but sometimes I do. Uh, so have you visualized not precisely, but generally speaking, what that looks like for you. Yeah, and the seeds have been placed a while ago, but there's going to be a new evolution in the business process. There'll be a new element that people will see when it's ready. There's also going to be some changes in terms of... Hang on a sec. One of the things that we do over here is we give teasers. Like, give us a hot tip. Drop us, <laughs> drop a little bit of a, give us something here. This is what we do. Yeah. I dragged him out of Pat Mac. I'll drag him out of anyone. Let's get some hot stuff going here. Give us a teaser. All right, so there's three elements to Mad Hatter Industries for income streams where we have both the online incomes, in-person events, and then there's the custom orders. There's going to be a fourth element coming and we'll uh, advise when that's ready. It's already started. You might just it elsewhere there's also oh a few other things that's going to be happening i may be sorry deploying uh, at one point when things are ready you and were set. broken up uh, chances kids are obviously video gaming right now so can you say that part again please <laughs> yeah so there's uh i don't know how much you heard there's the three elements right now of the business 
There's the both uh, online e-commerce part. There's the in-person events that have been uh, really, that's where we get out and get into the community, find out what we can do to help. And for me, it's been my therapy. I call it the action being my therapy. I love being out there in the community, helping out. And then there's the custom order part that's been really growing this year. There's going to be a fourth element that's going to be developed and executed when the time is ready. It's already been started and there's going to be a future deployment coming up the next couple of years. So lots of things going, you're going to see some new faces coming to the company and some others being pushed to the forefront. There's also different things you've been working on with members within our community. Well, they'll be showcasing their new businesses and ideas. So really, we're going to continue to support and grow and foster those relationships that we've had. There's going to be some new developments coming out in the new year, including a movie. And uh, that's about as far as I'll go for now. But there's definitely been a refinement of things. And I've realized I'm not the person to be everywhere at all, all things all at the same time. But I'll always be there in the background, checking and adjusting where need be. So still the overall big picture idea, but you'll see me more kind of in videos like this and less on the day-to-day stuff. I dig it. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's a great system. I mean, it, not much of a teaser. <laughs> you didn't really give us a whole lot there, but I don't know. Threw out a little bit of uh, maybe a movie. I mean, maybe a movie. First, first thing I thought was with a head your size, I hope you're not the leading star. So I'm just saying, <laughs> you know what? At least it doesn't have my forehead because that's, that's true. Definitely that's true. Another ball of wax. Yeah, you're, you're you're a stunt double. Leave your hat on. <laughs> I could be a stunt double. I'd, I'd be okay with that. I just like being part of stuff. Um, so let's. What other? Let's talk about some of the other lessons that we've talked about quite a few so far. But um, I wanted to dive a little bit more into, um, if you're comfortable with it, obviously. But uh, into losing your friends. Um, and managing through that process while being on course, while being away from your family, while doing that thing. How did you manage through that and come out the other side where you are now? Well, I guess I didn't have a choice. I mean, it certainly wasn't expected. It was a shock to all of us and it was tragic. It's been something that I'll probably never fully recover from. But it's also, we have to basically reevaluate and and moving forward, you have to understand as we get older, there's going to be things continue to happen that we'll have to deal and adapt with. What we'll never do is forget the memories that they left behind, the experiences that we had with them. And especially when there's younger ones involved, not letting them lose sight of who that person was and to relive those memories and continue to be in the background, helping out where we can and mentoring and looking out for one another. The mission never ends. And it's also really important reminder when you need help to ask for help. It's, it's easy to lose sight of things, especially at the officer level, when you're looking after others and focusing on the bigger picture on what you need for yourself as basic as when the last time was you slept for how long when you did something for yourself, like eat, you got to keep track of those things to help others. You got to help yourself. You got to seek the professional help that's required. And that looks different for everybody. But the important thing is that you do look out for yourself and others and don't ever take for granted the chance where you have the opportunity to talk to someone, a conversation, that could be missed is a ripple effect that could have bigger repercussions in the future. That's a great point. Any thoughts, Sean? Yeah. So on that uh, final piece there, that's what I'm going to choose to focus on. You were talking about having the conversation with someone or engaging in a conversation so they can have a conversation with you. So you're either directing it at them or they're directing it at you. Uh, Do you feel that I mean, you've always struck me, at least from what I know of you in the past, you've always been a guy who understands the importance of that. 
and has uh, been open to all those kind of conversations in the past. So is there something have you re are you going to redouble your efforts or is there something that you're going to change in your own personal ways to um, adapt to the new feelings or knowledge or emotions that you've got is there are you going to change your program to some degree i guess yeah i think i might have gone a little too hard and that's the way i go with everything and sometimes that can be a bad example to others trying to forge their own businesses. You need to focus at your own pace where your feet are at. And you can leave awake if you're just trying to burn through something and get to that objective as fast as possible. And for me, there's going to be a step back in terms of calming the mind and working on things in the background with others that I ensure I keep tabs on. And don't take for granted the opportunity to get to spend time with them. There's definitely areas where I've just focused on too hard that's sacrificed both time with the family and friends that I should really take that extra time to get out to and see in person where we talk about getting together and just don't get to it because there's a lot of stuff going on and there's always a reason to state or to end up doing something else. You need to make time for those in your life that are really important to you and let them know that there really isn't enough time you can spend with your family. As someone as busy as myself, I certainly want to be an example of balance and harmony versus chaos and destruction, which is really what I'm typically pretty good at. It's just forging a path of fire out to the objective. And I think things can be done a little bit more tactfully. I've been taught that with a lot of the new members that I've been working with. There's a lot of great ideas out there where I just think linear straight to the objective. There's sometimes a better way to do that. And I'm certainly in my old age of 41 years old, competent enough to understand that I may not have all the answers or really be doing it the best way. There's always room for improvement. And I think I can always do things better. Doing more is a question of something has to give for something else to be put forward. So you can't just do it all. Yeah. It's a very important lesson to learn. Can't just do it all. And the, um, Sean, you got any other thoughts on that? I do. You can do it all. Hmm. You can. It's not all at once. Just not all at once. So yeah, key. Can do and so I, I don't you wanna, want to, just not everything. That's right. I do not want to bypass that uh, simple generalized statement of you can't do it all because I totally disagree with that. But again, we've just reinforced that you can't do it all simultaneously. And so it's, it is a matter of understanding how to balance your priorities and how do you even do that? I mean, if you've never prioritized anything. If no one's ever thought to themselves, if you're listening to this right now, well, what are my priorities today? What's number one? What do I have to crack out of the park? And then when that's done, what's number two? And then what's number three? If you, for me, I don't run my day like that because it takes care of itself. That's a, that's a routine that's offloaded autonomously. My Sean now, this version of Sean, just makes it happen. The priorities fall in place naturally through so many failures in the past or through so many negative experiences or th through doing it so wrong so many different ways that now I don't even think of my priorities. They just take care of themselves every day, every week, every month, hopefully every year. And so I think that there is, if, if you're not at that point where uh, maybe my age, if you're younger and you're still trying to figure out uh, how, how this stuff is all supposed to work, you got to prioritize. You got to understand what your priority is for the day. What's the first thing that you really need to get to work on, that you need to deliver, that you need to execute against? And there'll be other things that bubble up throughout the day that are going to interfere with your priorities, that are going to entangle your priorities. But if you stay clear of purpose, clear of mind, and execute against that priority, get it done and move on to that next priority. That's how you build a clean, solid body of work as a young person, as far as I'm concerned. And once you do it enough for enough years, these priorities, they take care of themselves. They just offload autonomously and you can focus on a much bigger picture. We'll call it a strategic picture 
which kind of sounds where you're at right now, Corey, is considering a much larger strategic uh, endeavor or a, a strategic path while considering maybe four tactical objectives, we'll call them. The fourth one, we still don't know what that is. Maybe a new movie in Hollywood. What? Is that true? And so, I mean, when you look at those four examples of your, we'll call them new priorities, uh, how are you going to bounce that fourth one in there? Have you considered, oh, I'm, that's going to get 25%. Now I've got everything gets uh, 25% or does it get 10% or have you started rejigging your, call it old life against this new idea life? Oh, I think he's frozen again. I don't understand. I'm going to see if I can fix this. Hold on one second while we... Uh, Send your boys outside uh, to play. Essentially... <laughs> no, the boys aren't even here, so... We have <laughs> to go sort this out. always done <laughs> things is following my heart, doing what I feel was best. I'm going to go sort this out. I'll be right back. Please do. So while Corey's frozen and chances finding some Wi-Fi, uh, I guess I will continue to make no points. <laughs> My apologies, everyone. <laughs> uh, podcasting. Corey, you're totally frozen. I don't hear anything. You are locked up like a Han Solo statue. It's fun though. This is fun. Not hearing anything. Looking at a Han Solo statue. It's awesome. Only another 15 minutes. <laughs> it's good hanging out with you though, pal. Even though you're totally frozen and I can't hear you, it's good to see you. One for the record books. My apologies, everyone. I uh, have made a number of errors. Here we go. So back to Corey here. Hit me up with, uh, let's start that one all over again. <laughs> so you make sure you're unmuted and then we'll, uh, we'll carry on. A little bit of delay on his phone here. My apologies, everyone. I'm going to make sure that this gets sorted out immediately but uh right sean <laughs> while we figure out the uh the muting issue right now with uh cory we will carry on the conversation i guess i now, was literally carrying on the conversation with myself with a frozen hand solo statue and my co-host somewhere up in his kitchen making a sandwich i don't even know what's going on right now i'm about <laughs> ready to end things is yeah. is where i'm at yeah, my apologies. Okay, Corey, you're here with us again? Oh, and it's, your AirPods aren't connected there, bud. Let's get this going here. Nope, not through there. Let me check your stuff here. Okay. All right, well... Um, as Corey sorts that one out, we're going to keep chatting. Anyway, so let me give you a big, brief description on as to why I wanted to have uh, Corey, especially yeah. while well, Corey's here. I'm He's still wondering basement, what so. the topic is, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> We've been having a conversation uh, last uh, number of days, the times that when he first got here, and you know, we, you and I chatted about this afterwards, was you know, I saw uh, quite a difference in just him coming over to my house and having time to hmm. decompress and kind of develop his uh his thought pattern before he went into the field he came back from the field and 
I've noticed a difference immediately in terms of how he holds himself, how he engages in the conversation. He is much more relaxed and more engaged. And so I wanted to more talk about the lessons learned that he came through this last section of time in the field and, you know, having to engage in all these things. <coughs> Here he is. There we go. Well, we're 45 minutes into the podcast and now might be a good time right at the end to maybe dig into that. Maybe dig into that. Yeah. Um, so Corey, <laughs> can we, uh, did you want to get into the Sean's question at all, or do you want to dive into some of the lessons learned you've had over the last few weeks? I still don't have any audio on here, but if you can hear me, we can uh, go forward. We can, yeah, we can hear you. That's good. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. So give her, let's give her then. Um, what are you, what kind of lessons, what kind of lessons have you learned over the last couple of weeks? Not just uh, militarily, but personally outside of what we've gone over today. I mean, it's more just a validation application of what I've been able to apply through the lessons, both uh, conceptually and practically. Uh, it's more of a check in the box confidence wise. I think I've always had the confidence, but the planning level has certainly gotten a little bit more strategic and from a higher level operationally, I was able to put a lot more together and I've always taken away the fact that you just do what you think is best. You go with your heart and apply the concept of if you always do what is best, doing the right thing, you never really have to question yourself or have any self-doubt. So there's definitely been a confidence check and a reinforcement of the importance of just getting to meet people in person when you can, the importance of networking and working together as a team any opportunities you get to get out there and get after it i really did miss the uh ability to get out to off pegasus this year i saw and i'm super proud of some of those folks that got out and after it i was talking to damien robertson about his experience the video he posted like brought a tear to my eye a little bit and i was hoping to get together with him for some tattoo work before i left but uh I'll leave this that my plan is to come out next year and spend the appropriate amount of time. And some members that came this year for the first time were people that I've been pushing on to get out there. And I'm really glad that they did. And also where things have come and grown and how it continues to succeed. I'm going to make it a priority to still be a part of that effort. And I see the benefits in continuing other other businesses that are getting started that'll need some help. So always looking to mentor where I can, and we're refining our process and continuing to help, but also moving things up to the next level each year. So my mantra, my big takeaway is do better. Do better. I like it. It's a good, it's a good uh, mantra to have. Any thoughts, Sean? Well, you had a question, no? Uh, yeah. So my question was, um, <clears throat> You know, I saw a major difference between when you left uh, initially for the, the course itself, uh, for the field rather, and uh, where you are now. And the big thing that I wanted to, to ask really about that was, was there, was there a particular time? Like it just like click, oh, okay, now I, I kind of figured it out. Now it all works out. Or was it, it more of a delayed uh, piece by piece kind of broken down and then they all kind of coalesced later on. What do you think? No, there was a definite change in when things really started to click and the confidence met the confidence. Uh, I think initially I came here yeah. a little well, initially you concerned. Got, uh, <laughs> you're getting all sorts of uh, audio issues uh, Audio issues here going on. Yeah, let me... Uh, I'm not sure what is going on. I am... Uh, let me unplug the Bluetooth too. Let's okay. see if that helps. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. One sec. Is that better? Yeah, that is much better. Okay. Get a little Apple. Oh no, and we're. St I think. Oh, okay. You know what? Um, I think we might have to shut her down for today. Uh, can I'm just gonna mute you here real quick. There we go. I think we might have to shut her down for today. I don't understand what is happening in terms of the audio issues. Um. I am 
rather embarrassed. So I do apologize to everybody watching because this is not how uh, we run things here. It is my definitely my bad. My apologies, Sean. Any um, any final thoughts before we shut this down and we can get this fixed for tomorrow? Uh, I guess my final thoughts are this, Corey. Thanks for joining us. It's a bummer that it didn't uh, play out the way that. Uh, um we would have all liked it to play out. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, put across your, uh, the things that you've learned and your um, wisdom that you gained during the process. I feel like we didn't really have a full conversation, which is a bummer, because I do love uh, hanging out with you, pal. And uh, given that you uh, didn't show up at Operation Pegasus Jump this year, oh, we do need to spend more time hanging out. And uh, the only freaking way I'm sending you coffee in the future, pal, is via a physical handshake, not a virtual handshake. So get with the program. Let's get together and uh, let's make it happen. Outstanding. Uh, Corey, I'm still, again, not sure uh, what's going on with your audio, but I do appreciate Yeah, I can try. Can you hear me now? <laughs> it's rough, but give us, a quick, uh, give us a quick one. Quick final thought. Yeah, I mean, again, thanks for taking the time. You'll see me on here more. I'll make the time to get some some time to just get back on focusing on what's important, getting into the collective, working with other groups like this, and uh, I'll have some time to formulate some more thoughts and takeaways from the course. So this won't be the last conversation we have. Absolutely. All right. Let's, uh, I'm just going to turn that off. I apologize again, everybody, for the audio. This is something that I am actively working on. We will get this sorted quickly. Uh, and now as I, I learn about what is going on in the issues and I build my ability to manage the audio, I get to grow and provide you a better show next time. So we'll see you all tomorrow. Chimo. Chimo.